Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God, for today's reading, Isaiah 57, 15 to 59, 21. We ask you, Lord God, to be with us, Lord. Help us, Lord, on a daily basis to listen to your word, listen to your promises, and enjoy the reading of your word, Lord. We thank you for what we're going to read today. Please be with us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us to study and to be in your kingdom, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Isaiah 51, 15 says, The high and lofty one who lives in eternity, the holy one, says this, I live in the high and holy place with those whose spirits are contrite and humble. I restore the crushed spirits of the humble and revive the courage of those with repentant hearts. For I will not fight against you forever. I will not always be angry. If I were if I were, all people would pass away, all the souls I have made. I was angry, so I punished these greedy people. I withdrew from them, but they kept going on their own stubborn way. I have seen what they do, but I will heal them anyway. I will lead them. I will comfort those who mourn, bringing words of praise to their lips. May they have abundant peace, both near and far, says the Lord who heals them. But those who still reject me are like the restless sea, which is never still, but continually churns up mud and dirt. There is no peace for the wicked, says my God. 58.1 Shout with the voice of triumph. Shout with the voice of a trumpet blast. Shout out loud. Don't be timid. Tell my people Israel of their sins. Yet they act so pious. They come to the temple every day and seem delighted to learn all about me. They act like a righteous nation that would never abandon the laws of its God. They ask me to take action on their behalf pretending they want to be near me. We have fasted before you, they say. Why aren't you impressed? We have been very hard on ourselves, and don't you even notice it? I will tell you why, I respond. It's because you are fasting to please yourself. Even while you fast, you keep oppressing your workers. What good is fasting when you keep on fighting and quarreling? This kind of fasting will never get you anywhere with me. You humble yourself by going through the motions of penitence, bowing your heads like reeds bending in the wind. You dress in burlap and cover yourself with ashes. Is this what you call fasting? Do you really think this will please the Lord? No. This is the kind of fasting I want. Free those who are wrongly imprisoned, lightening the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free and remove the chains that bind people. Share your food with the hungry and give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who need them and do not hide from relatives who need your help. Then your salvation will come like the dawn and your wounds will quickly heal. Your godliness will lead you forward. And the glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. When Then when you call, the Lord will answer, Yes, I am here. I will quickly reply.
Remove the heavy yoke of oppression. Stop pointing your finger and spreading vicious rumors. Feed the hungry and help those in trouble. Then your light will shine out from the darkness, and the darkness around you will be as bright as noon. The Lord will guide you continually, giving you water when you are dry and restoring your strength. You will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. Some of you will rebuild the deserted ruins of your cities. Then you will be known as a rebuilder of walls and a restorer of homes. Keep the Sabbath day holy. Don't pursue your own interests on that day. But enjoy the Sabbath and speak of it with delight as the Lord's holy day. Honor the Sabbath in everything you do on that day. And don't follow your own desires or talk idly. Then the Lord will be your delight. I will give you great honor and satisfy you with the inheritance I promised to your ancestor Jacob. I, the Lord, have spoken. Listen, the Lord's arm is not too weak to save you, nor is his ear too deaf to hear you call. It's your sin that have cut you off from God. Because of your sins, he has turned away and will not listen anymore. Your hands are the hands of murderers, and your fingers are filthy within with sin. Your lips are full of lies, and your mouth spools corruption. No one cares about being fair and honest. The people's lawsuits are based on lies. They conceive evil deeds and then give birth to sin. They hatch deadly snakes and weave spider webs. Whoever falls into the webs will die. And there's danger even in getting and there's danger even in getting near them. Their webs can be made can't be made into clothing, and nothing they do is productive. All their activity is filled with sin and violence is their trademark. Their feet run to evil and they rush to commit murder. They think only about sinning, misery, and destruction always follow them. They don't know where to find peace or what it means to be just and good. They have mapped out crooked roads and no one who follows them knows a moment's peace. So there is no justice among us and we know nothing about right living. We look for light, but find only darkness. We look for bright skies, but walk in gloom. We grope like the blind along a wall, feeling our way like people without eyes. Even at brightest noontime, we stumble as though it was dark. Among the living, we are all like the dead. We growl like hungry bears. We moan like mournful doves. We look for justice, but it never comes. We look for rescue, but it is far away from us. For our sins are piled up before God and testify against us. Yes, we know what sinners we are. We know we have reveled and have denied the Lord. We have turned our backs on our God. We know how unfair and oppressive we have been, carefully planning our deceitful lies. Our courts oppose the righteous, and justice is nowhere to be found. Truth stumbles in the street, and honesty has been outlawed. Yes, truth is gone. Anyone who renounced evil is attacked. The Lord looked and was displeased to find there was no justice. 
he was amazed to see that no one intervened. So he helped the oppressed to help the oppressed. So he himself stepped in to save them with his strong arm and his justice sustaining, sustained him. He put on righteousness as his body armor and placed the helmet of salvation on his head. He clothed himself with a robe of vengeance and wrapped himself in a cloak of divine passion. He will repay his enemies for their evil deeds. His fury will fall on his foes. He will pay them back even to the ends of the earth. In the West, people will respect the name of the Lord. In the East, they will glorify him. For he will come like a raging flood tie driven by the breath of the Lord. The Redeemer will come to Jerusalem to buy back those in Israel who have turned from their sins, says the Lord. And this is my covenant with them, says the Lord. My spirit will not leave them, and neither will these words I have given you. They will be on your lips and on the lips of your children and your children's children forever. I, the Lord, have spoken. Amen. This, and this is my covenant with them, says the Lord. My spirit will not leave them, and neither will these words I have given you. They, they will be on your lips and on the lips of your children and your children's children forever. I, the Lord, have spoken. Amen. 3,000 years later, that's exactly what's going on. Amen. Uh, you notice the Ephesians 6 was put here. Uh, he put on righteousness as his body armor and placed his helmet. That Jesus had to come in. And only Jesus was able to do all these things for the hungry, for the oppressed. Uh-huh. It just, he gave so much. You know, they would empty their pocketbooks and give to the uh, poor. Jesus. Yeah. You know, they always gave to the poor when they had had a chance. You know, I guess it never mentions that they had a, a bucket where people poured in resources to them. But if they had a money changer, you know, I guess in the synagogue they were they had a tribute to the speakers, <laughs> and somehow their 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 treasurer Judas was in habit of giving money to the poor. You know, we got to re- read in between the lines, but the point I'm making is that Jesus Christ himself his actions of giving to the poor has been our inheritance we have sown it's almost an impossible thing give clothing to those who need them Uh, don't hide from relatives all this let the oppressed go free remove the chains that bind people Uh, let those people you know who've been wrongly imprisoned (coughs) but Jesus did all that and he did it for us. And he fasted properly for us. Yeah. Now, it's almost the commission also because, you know, he talks about fasting and what he's looking for and how to please the Lord. But these are the things that he wants. You know, those who have had injustices happen to them, you know, help them. You know, even... Um, even if you're employing somebody, you know, like sometimes we go to the hotel, this is kind of a small example, 
you know, go to the hotel and we tell the ladies, take the day off. You don't have to come in here and clean. You know, they work hard, those ladies, you know, cleaning up people's mess and stuff. It's, that's just a small example. Um, let the oppressed go free and remove the chains that bind people. So by prayer of authority, you know, speaking edification over them that will break the chains that will pour out favor over their lives to allow them to you know even in AA working day in and day out working with one person to help them get released from the chains that are bondage to them like a Sean or a Randy you know uh, or Aaron you know you, you know sharing your food with the hungry that's an obvious one that's, that's lots of opportunities there you know, giving shelter to the homeless, give clothes to those who need them, sewing your clothes, we do a lot of that, and don't hide from the relatives who need your help. Um, and it says, then your salvation will come like the dawn, and your wounds will he quickly heal. So it seems like being in service to others or doing the work of the Lord, you know, you, you're just covered in salvation you know, with the healing and the peace and the provision, the favor, the forgiveness of sins. And and the, it says your godliness will lead you forward, okay? So it's almost like a promotion when you do that stuff. You're going forward, you're increasing, the glory of the Lord is surrounding you. And when you pray, God's going to answer you quickly. That's that's This is really good. You know, removing the heavy yoke of the oppression. You know, there's a lot of people that are facing depression. They're oppressed by the enemy. You know, they don't know a way out. You know, giving people strategies on how to come out. You know, by prayer, declaration, by increase of faith, by hearing the word. You know, all of that kind of stuff matters. Um... That's beautiful because you get a lot too. And it says, feed the hungry and help those in trouble. Then your light will shine out from the darkness and the darkness around you will be as bright as noon. Um, the Lord will guide you continually, giving you water when you are dry and restoring your strength. And you'll be like a well-watered garden, like an overflow, ever-flowing spring. So he'll continue re refilling you, refreshing you, restoring you to be able to pour into the people that really need it. You know, with the Holy Spirit, you know, you, you, you got the Holy Spirit inside and he's going to keep giving you that Holy Spirit to, you know, the anointing to, you know, perform his work in people's lives. To a little, to the overflow. Okay. Okay, I wanted to read the Amplified Bible, uh, 5715. It says, mm. For thus saith the Lord, the high and lofty one, mm. he who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place, but with him also who is of a thoroughly penitent and humble spirit, to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the thoroughly penitent, bruised with sorrow for sin, penitent bruised with sorrow for sin 
I will not accuse them forever, nor will I always be angry. For then they will faint away because of me, the very people I have created. I was enraged by their sinful greed. I punished them and hid my face in anger. Yet they kept on in their willful ways. I have seen their ways, but I will heal them. I will guide them and restore comfort to Israel's mourners, creating praise on their lips. Peace, peace to those far in the air, says the Lord, and I will heal them. But the, but the wicked are like the tossing sea, which cannot rest, whose waves cast up miry mud. There is no peace, says my God, for the wicked. It's really, uh, you know, to... It is, it is, someday I'm going to be able to do that. I'm going to be able, because, you know, at one point, at many points in my life, I was thoroughly penitent and humble of spirit. Uh, and it cleanses your, your, your honesty in your heart. And not to be contaminated with pride and arrogance and ego. It's a constant battle. You know, I, yeah, it is. I, I remember having that dream of Bob Hope. There was a man with a, I so, said this before, there was a man on the floor with a tuxedo, very elegant tuxedo, but he was almost in the fetal position, facing down, but it looked like he was praying. Mm. And I was holding a tray with the man's wallet and his keys, and I was like a servant waiting for him to get up. And he was totally penitent, talking to you know, praying to God, and I can, I can hear him. I didn't say anything, and finally, when he stood up, he stood up in authority, and he grabbed the keys from me, and he grabbed his wallet, and he went on to stage. You know, and mm-hmm. and why would I? You know, that vision, that well, that's exactly what he did. Totally penitent from a broken heart, totally penitent from a sinful nature, to his God, his Creator, and what did God do? He poured strength into him. He poured his presence into him. That's what I believe it was Bob Hope's um, success. You know, he, you know, he would he would heal people with laughter. Everybody loved him. Yeah. And he had he married he you know even though he I don't know if he was a player but he he was married to Rosalind for you know many many yeah. years. Yeah, that's a very good dream, and I would encourage you to map it out and then take it to see what the Holy Spirit gives you because there's something here. For me. Yeah. Uh, when you dream of celebrity, it's something that God wants to impart to you. You can just check out what his name means. There's different ways to piece it together. Uh, the The wallet means provision, and the keys, you know, are like the, Jesus giving you the keys of the kingdom. So it's kind of like even a message directly to you. I've given you these things. You have what you need. You know, because he got up with authority and he went to do his work. Right? It's kind of like it's almost for you. I would map that out. <clears throat> and and then me, I was, a, I was a, a quiet servant. Right, you were observing. Respectful. You were receiving this right impartation that happened to you. You know, I, well, I had, like it tells me that I had the opportunity to see how how fate works or how humbleness works. Right. Your 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 prayer your praying, your your you know, surrendered in a surrendered state like that when you're like you know, you're so broken that you're just in that state of surrender. You know? And that's 
seems like what it seems like what the Bob Hope the positioning he was in is like a state of surrender right that the wallet is provision and the keys are you know usually authority you know Jesus gave us the keys of the kingdom so that's a very good dream and it didn't really like when you first told me that dream I thought it was about laughter because you kept talking about laughter but this now that you told me there was keys and and a wallet on that tray and you were serving you have God has given you the anointing for your your you know what you're called to do and he's providing for you and you have the authority to go you know because he got up with authority and went to the stage and performed what he was supposed to do it's you thank you honey yeah I receive it you receive that in Jesus name okay baby your turn okay um tell me where I'm at you're in Ephesians probably we did Ephesians 6 yesterday so it has to be Ephesians 7 or is there a Ephesians 7 I don't, I don't think there's Ephesians I don't think there's Ephesians 7, 7. <laughs> what's the next book um, go eat popcorn go eat popcorn Philippians Philippians yeah that's the way you remember it yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Philippians mm-hmm. 1. Philippians 1? Yeah. No, Philemon. <laughs> no, Philippians. They've, oh, I'm, I'm in the wrong place. Yeah, Philemon was like way whoever knows where, towards the end, I think. We're still in September, huh? Yeah. Who's running the ship here? Jesus. Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ, superstar. Philippians 1 to what? Yeah, 1 to 26. I guess the whole chapter. Okay, do you want this? I'm going to give me the book, please. There you go. Okay, 1. Let's go. Um, okay. This letter is from Paul and Timothy, slaves of Christ Jesus. I'm writing to all of God's holy people in Philippi who belong to Christ Jesus, including the elders and deacons. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. Every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God wherever I pray. I make my request for all of you with joy. For you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from the time you first heard it until now. And I'm certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it's finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. So it is right that I should feel as I do about all of you, for you have a special place in my heart. You share with me the special favor of God, both in my imprisonment and in defending and confirming the truth of the good news. God knows how much I love you and how how long how I love you and long for you with the tender compassion of Christ Jesus. I pray that your love will overflow more and more and that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding. For I want you to understand what really matters so that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation and the righteousness, the righteous character produced in your life by Christ Jesus. For this will bring much glory and praise to God. 
And I want you to know, my dear brothers and sisters, that everything that has happened to me here has helped to spread the good news. For everyone here, including the whole palace guard, knows that I am in chains because of Christ. And because of my imprisonment, imprisonment, most of the believers have here gained confidence and boldly speak God's message without fear. It's true that some are preaching out of jealousy and rivalry, but others preach about Christ with pure motives. They preach because they love me and for they know I have been appointed to defend the good news. Those others do not have pure motives as they preach about Christ. They preach with selfish ambition, not sincerely intending to make my chains more painful to me. But that doesn't matter whether their motives are false or genuine. The message about Christ is being preached either way. So I rejoice and I will continue to rejoice for I know that as you pray for me and the spirit of Jesus Christ helps me, this will lead to my deliverance. For I fully expect and hope that I will never be ashamed, but that I will continue to be bold for Christ as I've been in the past and that I trust that my life will bring, God bless you, my life will bring honor to Christ. Whether I live or die, for to me living means living for Christ and dying is even better. But I live, I, but if I live, I can do more fruitful work for Christ. So I really don't know which is better. I'm torn between two desires. I long to go with be to be with Christ, which would be far better for me. But your for your but for your sakes, it's better that I continue to live. Knowing this, I'm convinced that I will remain alive, so I can continue to help all of you grow and experience the joy of your faith. And when I come to you again, you will have even more reason to take pride in Christ Jesus, because. Of what he's doing through me. Amen. Okay. Let's see. It looks like Paul's in prison here. But he he's praying. I like where he says that he's that you know he's certain. Okay, this is a very good thing uh, when we're in doubt. I'm certain that God who began the good work within you or me will continue his work until it's finally finished or on the day when Christ returns. Okay. So we got to have that confidence that, you know, God's created us to walk into the good works and walk into our destiny on this earth. And some of us take a little longer to, to start walking in that destiny, but what we can be sure of is that it'll come to pass because he created that work before the foundations of the world. So, um, you know, many of us don't know what our purpose is in life. Some of us don't. Um, and, you know, that's where we have to ask God, Lord, you've gifted me, you've called me, begin to show me how to get there or direct me and to guide me into my destiny. You know, bless my destiny. Give me the wisdom to to accomplish what you've set for me on this earth. Everyone has a a mission here on this earth, and um, we can be assured that He's going to continue it until it's time, until we've accomplished what He set us to do. Even though 
some people are late bloomers. Um, and I really like all the, you know, things that he talks about, about confirming and defending the gospel, the good news, you know, how, how he's happy about, you know, um, his people doing that. But he encourages them. He says, I pray that your love will overflow more and more and that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding, not just in knowledge, but wisdom and understanding. You know, we should always grow in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ and what he did and his examples and his his authorities. And but more so, you know, understanding the revelation as as we receive it. Um, so there's, there's a lot here about our role as a Christian. You know, it says here, may you always in number, I can't see it's 13, I think. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, the righteous character produced in your life by Christ, by Jesus Christ. For this will bring much glory and praise to God. What number is that? That's number uh, 11. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 11. Uh, 11 over here on the Amplified, if I interject this. Uh-huh. May you abound in and be filled with the fruit of righteousness, of right standing with God and right doing, which come through Jesus Christ, the anointed one, to the honor and praise of God, that is, his glory may be both manifested and recognized. You know, people will see that yeah. you're doing it um, and God is with you. Yeah, and I think when we talk about, you know, those are the, the you know, and if, I think it's Ephesians 5, it talks about the fruits of the Spirit. You know, joy, peace, long-suffering, love. Um, so those fruits are, I believe, are because of your salvation. But, you know, you can you can know that you're forgiven pe- a, a forgiven person. But to know that you're you have a right standing with God will produce those fruits. Mm-hmm. You know, we when it says in, in in Matthew, first seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. You know, identifying with your standing in Christ, identifying what Christ has brought for you, what you're entitled to because of the inheritance. You know, you you begin to. Um, you know, it produces the fruit because the love starts to overflow in you, producing the joy, producing the peace in situations, uh, producing the love for people you don't, that are hard to love or whatever. Um, so it really, it knowing you're righteous produces that kind of fruit. You know, it, you know, there's even a scripture that says those who know they're forgiven much, love much. Okay. So anyways, um, that that's the way he puts it. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, the righteous character produced in your life by Jesus Christ. For this will bring much glory and praise to God. Amen. So <clears throat> I like uh, verse two, where it says, "Grace, favor, and blessing, favor and blessing, to you, and heart, to you and heart, peace." to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ the Messiah 
I thank my God in all my remembrance of you. In every prayer of mine, I always make my entreaty and petition for you all with joy, delight. I thank my God for your fellowship, your sympathetic cooperation and contributions and partnership in advancing the good news of the gospel from the first day you heard it until now. And I am convinced and sure of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will continue until the day of Jesus Christ, right up to the time of his return, developing that good work and perfecting and bringing it to full completion in you. It is right and appropriate for me to have this confidence and feel this way about you all because you have me in your heart and I hold you in my heart as partakers and sharers, one and all with me of grace, God's unmerited favor and spiritual blessing. This is true both when I am shut up in prison and when I'm out in the defense and confirmation of the good news, the gospel. For God is my witness how I long for and pursue you all with love in the tender mercies of Christ Jesus himself. And this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more and extend to its fullest development in knowledge and in, in all keen insight that your love may display itself in greater depth or of acquaintance and more comprehensive discernments so that you may surely learn to sense what is vital and approve and prize what is excellent and of real value, recognize the highest and the best and distinguishing the moral differences and that you may be untainted and pure and unerring and blameless so that with hearts sincere and certain, certain and unsullied you may approach the day of Christ not stumbling you may approach the day of Christ not stumbling nor causing others to stumble may you abound in and be filled with the fruit of righteousness of right standing with God and right doing which come through Jesus Christ the anointed one to the honor and praise of God that his glory may be both manifested and recognized and I think that today uh, a lot of organizations are run and fueled on this, on these people, the, the, the Church of Philippians exploded with good works and and sharing the gospel and getting people saved. And it's, it's just been growing and growing as the population grows. There's billions of Christians today. And at that time, there was only a handful, you know, 100, 200 people. And look, the good news is still growing. Mm. Okay. Psalm 71, 1-24, it says, Lord, it says, pray that God can use your life to be an example to others. Commit yourself to honoring God through your words and actions. O Lord, I have come to you for protection. Don't let me be disgraced. Save me and rescue me, for you do what is right. Turn your ear to listen to me and set me free. Be my rock of safety where I can always hide. Give the order to save me, for you are my rock and my fortress. My God, rescue me from the power of the wicked, from the clutches of cruel oppressors. O Lord, you alone are my hope. 
I've trusted you, O Lord, from childhood. Yes, you have been with me from birth. From my mother's womb, you have cared for me. No wonder I'm always praising you. My life is an example to many because you have been my strength and protection. That is why I can never stop praising you. I declare your glory all day long. And now in my old age, don't set me aside. Don't abandon me when my strength is failing. For my enemies are whispering against me. They are plotting together to kill me. They say God has abandoned him. Let's go and get him, for no one will help him now. Oh God, don't stay away. My God, please hurry to help me. Bring disgrace and destruction in on, on my accusers. Humiliate and shame those who want to harm me, but I will keep on hoping for your help. I will praise you more and more. I will praise you more and more. I will tell everyone about your righteousness. All day long, I will proclaim your saving power, though I'm not skilled with words. I will praise your mighty deeds, O Sovereign Lord. I will tell everyone that you alone are just. O God, you have taught me from my earliest childhood, and I constantly tell others about the wonderful things you do. Now that I am old and gray, do not abandon me, O God. Let me proclaim your power to this new generation, your mighty miracles to all those who come after me. Your righteousness, O God, teaches to the highest heavens reaches to the highest heavens you have done such wonderful things who can compare with you O god you have allowed me to suffer much hardship but you will restore me to life again and lift me up from the depths of the earth you will restore me even to greater honor and comfort me once again then i will praise you with music on the harp because you are a faithful to your promises O my god i will sing praises to you with the lyre a lyre O Holy One of Israel, I will shout for joy and sing your praises, for you have ransomed me. I will tell about your righteous deeds all day long, for everyone who tried to hurt me has been shamed and humiliated. Amen. It's a very strong psalm. Psalm 7. 1, or 71, 1 to 24. And then Proverbs 24, 9 to 10 says, The schemes of a fool are sinful, Everyone detests a mocker. If you fall under pressure, your strength is too small. Whoa. Okay, Lord, that was so, so good. Okay. Amen. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for today's reading. We give you praise and thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Amen. Um,